Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacy Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. We are in for a treat today. Um, yes. We swung for the fences to bring you guys the best guest that I could possibly think of based on our current times. And I can't think of a week in the future that the content we're going to be talking about today with our special guest would not benefit you. Um, we've been impacted totally uh, by years by from uh, the books and the content mm-hmm. that that uh, has been created by our guest. And I'm honored to introduce to you um, from Redding, California, Benny Johnson. Yay! Welcome, Benny. Hi, guys. Good to see you all. It's great to be with you today. Oh, we're so excited. Um, you know, I just want to tell people, um, I was introduced to uh, Benny's book probably back in like 2011, sometime around that time, The Happy Intercessor. I highly recommend this book. Um, it was life-changing for me, and then I loved it so much. I was like, David, you have to read this book. And it's, it, you know, it's got sunbeams and cheerfulness and it just, it, it did, it just looked like a girl book. You know, I'm like this, I wasn't relating. And it was a page turner full of stories that were just so impactful. It's, it just need to be rebranded with like gray and powerful message, but it's, it's a guy's book too. I suggest everybody to read it. It is. This is amazing. And Very then, manly content. And then over the last year, um, I read this book, The Power of Communion, and I have recommended this book uh, to so many people. Um, again, I started taking communion regularly, and I've seen great things happen in my life, and I'm so thankful for this book. So thank you so much, Benny, for putting wisdom out there for us to read and heavenly thoughts, and I'm so excited that you're here today. Making powerful, good ideas easy to find. So yes. the challenge today is going to be uh, staying on, on topic. We could have had Benny Johnson on here today to talk just about health. She she has a, a following of people that, that are obsessed about being grandmas with muscles. And, That's what I'm trying to do. And, and now I'm married to a grandma, so <laughs> you know uh, I can even relate even better. So grandmas with muscles, we have of health, we have a leadership and, and built a, a huge organization um, with their church um, that's been now as a global footprint from a town of 80,000 people and have a presence that's impacted the world. So, so many friends to talk about uh, today. We're going to get to as many as we can. Maybe we can have you back in the future and, and hit hit some of these other things. But but Benny, for those people that, that haven't followed your work and don't know you as well, just fill us in a little bit about yourself and, and kind of where you come from. Well, I was born and raised in Redding, California. And uh, my husband and I uh, were married. He was 21 and I was 18. And we've been now married for 46 years. Woo! We have 11 grandchildren. And uh, we have three uh, children and they're all married and they're actually on staff with us. Our oldest son and daughter-in-law are getting ready to take off on a new adventure in their ministry. So we're excited for them. Um, we have been pastoring the church we're in now for, I think, 20, going on 25 years. And um, just seeing God move in just the most amazing ways. And we never, ever thought we would be doing what we were doing. We knew we were going to follow the Holy Spirit. That's, that was, you know, people say, well, what was your vision? You know, what, what did you, you know, put down on paper? We didn't put anything down on paper. We just followed the Holy Spirit when we got married and we were so young and we were doing street ministry, living in the uh, house on the streets and ministering to people on the weekends. And we just follow the Holy Spirit and here we are today. <laughs> wow. He's a good one to follow. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's for sure. So, you know, you kind of live in a space personally where religion and politics kind of overlap. 
you know, and I've heard so many times, uh, you know, people say, do not mix religion and politics, you know, but you kind of uh, have balanced that really well. Um, yeah. What would you say to those that are kind of uncomfortable uh, with that intersection? Yeah, and that happens a lot. <laughs> and I think that the reason why we haven't mixed the two um, is the reason why we're in and having problems that we're having nowadays. Yes. And um, I, I do have people say, well, you, you know, you're a Christian leader. You have influence with so many people. You shouldn't be talking about politics on your stage. And, and I just don't understand that at all. I mean, obviously there's a balance and that I have to keep that balance with God and make him number one. But I found out recently that there's actually a gene that people have that makes them lean into this type of arena. And I guess you would say I got it from my dad and he got it from his parents. And they were, they were all in their own way, I had a political stance on certain things. And so I just picked that up. My daughter has picked that up as well. And we just, we think it's important to get the message out there. And I don't have a problem mixing the two. In fact, I, I think I do better mixing the two, if that makes sense. And so telling people that, uh, you know, why do you, why do you think that you have to talk about politics? I'm like, if, if we don't stand up to those things that are conservative values, we're going to fall. And that's, like I said, I believe why we're in the mess we're in right now is the church didn't stand up and say anything. Man, that is so true. Exactly right. Um, you know, one of the reasons we started Flyover Conservatives and now the, the Flyover Conservatives, you know, website and this. I love that name. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We're, you know, we're sort of, you know, in a geographical spot. We have a 17-state area in, that we kind of target here. But there, there, there's, there's been this movement of Christians need to be silenced, that they, 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 they need to kind of keep their opinions in there. But so much of our political founding came from a Christian worldview. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. it's so it, it seems very odd. It's almost like a chef being trained in a certain style of cooking, but he has to forget that when he goes to the kitchen or something, you know, yeah. It, yeah. it seems so backward. How do you, what lens do you look through more political party or more of, of a predetermined set of conservative principles? I definitely look through the principles. I'm a very much conservative and uh, I vote for those who have the same feelings that I have about very strongly. And I think that's why I um, knew right away that President Trump um, was going to be the man that I voted for. When he came down those stairs, I was with him all the way. And, you know, and then, and of course, in 2016, I was on Facebook and posting stuff. And I cannot believe how many people lashed out. I finally had to quit because it really did affect my health. Um, just the hatred and stuff. And unfortunately, it was coming from believers. And But I knew, I knew, my nephew asked me once, how do you know? I said, I just know, it's in my knower. I know. <laughs> and, and I agreed with, uh, you know, his beliefs in uh, pro-life, um, love for Israel, gun rights, all that is what I believed in too, and other things. And, and he's the only one that I could come up with. I realized that there were other people, but those other people like Ted Cruz, you know, you would think let's vote for Ted Cruz. Great man, 
But yeah. my goodness, he was supposed to be right where he is right now. Yes. Yeah. I'm thankful he that. stayed where he was. And it's just, you know, there was some great people that were in the run, but I just knew he's there. It's not. And I felt like we're going to need something. Somebody is going to be very strong and very strong. Yes. And can push through some of this stuff. Cause I don't know about you, but I started seeing some real dark stuff coming out. And that's when I think I probably got the most involved in politics. Yeah. yeah. You needed, you needed somebody that could stand up and, and speak truth and then not just wilt like a flower. The first mm -hmm. time somebody called him a name. Yeah, you know, somebody kinda, used to be in the in the public eye, you know, and used to be in ridiculed. Yeah. you know, I think that was important and kind of like a bull in a china cabinet that wasn't scared to make a mess, you know, yeah. to get it where we needed it to be. I think the seed was planted for me with Ross Perot of at least the the concept of like, oh, why not have somebody who's actually created or built or have done mm -hmm. something, you know, in a leadership role because managing organizations, peoples, and deadlines and accomplishing things, you know, makes sense. Some of these guys have never even had a job you know, yeah. you know, or, or produced, you know, of any kind And a, a big theme here with our flyover conservatives is giving people a checklist. So as future candidates come, they have a predetermined lens to judge them on. Otherwise right. they can be swayed like, wow, this guy's really dynamic. I'm going to vote for him. Mm -hmm. And I use the example, if you had a, if you're an NFL scout and you're going to judge a wide receiver, you know, there's more than one thing on the list. It's not, well, he's really fast, you know, yeah. well, what, what else can he catch? You know, what's he, what's he like off the field, you know, like, like your character, you know, if they're going to spend millions of dollars on a first round draft pick. They're going to look at lots of categories. Yes. And when we're putting our vote in someone's hands, we need a list of what are we looking mm -hmm. for? And, you know, not everyone is going to meet your whole checklist. You need to decide, yeah. okay, these are the hills, you know, that I'm willing to die on. I mean, this mm -hmm. is a big thing, you know, and, you know, tr that's the thing that probably surprised me the most about President Trump is he really followed through on more of a conservative than I ever anticipated, not just a great businessman, but the pro-life issue. Yeah. I think he surprised us all. I mean, he, you know, he said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And how many times have we heard that and nothing has happened? Well, he did it. And when he started doing it, we we're like, wow, this guy has got it. <laughs> and I think what show, it showed me is how other presidents in the past did absolutely nothing. Right. When you started seeing him do this and this and this, and you're like, wow, I feel like we have been duped for years and we, it's like the frog in the pot. You put the frog in the pot when it's cold and you turn the heat on, you slowly start boiling it. And here we are. Yes. And with his hands tied in so many ways, yeah. you know, it was like, there was always something, whether it's the media or whether it's the house of representatives, you know, there's always yeah. something that was going on, but he accomplished so much in that time expand a little bit more for us if you could on the overlap between your 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 christian beliefs and and your your worldview through a biblical sense and conservatism yeah and and, and where in a venn diagram how do you see your beliefs here carrying over in in the, the political realm mm -hmm. yeah i think there are many people that think i have a political spirit and uh, so I want to make sure that I really stay away from that and uh, that there are people that tell me, well, you need to just concentrate more on your Christian, Christian life and, you know, the whole thing. And like I said earlier, there's a real balance. So the number one thing for me is what is God saying? And I will tell people, and when I teach on prayer and intercession, I will tell them, you always have to ask God what he is doing. No matter what you see here, mm -hmm. you have to ask God, what are you doing? 
God, what are you doing? And I think that that's where I'm, uh, where I keep the plumb line for me is what is God doing? What is he saying for me to do? And uh, for instance, I get up every morning and um, I make my tea, sit down and I listen to Dutch sheets 15 minutes. And that, that gets me going, read my Bible, pray. Um, the other day I had a beautiful time with the Lord praying for Asian people, um, praying specifically for the Chinese people being in bondage mm -hmm. and so I just I'm able because we're so locked up right now I and we're not traveling I'm just able to just really sit before the Lord and that's number one for me and from there I say but God what are you doing in all this what are you doing in the political realm how can I pray how can I you know be more more um, life-giving to people and I think that's the biggest deal right now I don't know you probably are founding that finding this out too that people are DM me and saying, thank you so much for giving me hope yes. yeah. and I can keep going on. And, you know, cause I feel like I want to just give up mm -hmm. and they do. And I'm like, right. we just have to stay strong. So how do we stay strong? Be in the word of God, read the word of God, pray, find the good, find the people, the prophets that are really speaking the word of the Lord and, and dwell on that. I hardly look at news. I mean, I might look for maybe a minute. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Even the good news channels, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Right. Yeah. Because I want to stay focused on what the Lord is doing and then present it as that to people. So oh, that is great. That yeah. man, that's very good advice. I think it's very important that, you know, um, I, I think on November 4th, when we kind of saw that things weren't quite going the way that we were hoping that they went at first there, I did have kind of a hope, a hopelessness or almost a despair. And I realized at that point that my eyes were on Trump. They were not on God. Yeah. And I really felt like God said, put your eyes on me, never put your yeah. eyes on man in any way, because that's shaky ground always puts your eyes on me, a solid foundation. And so through this whole thing, no matter what, it's like, God is my source. God is my foundation. That's where I set my eyes. And I know that he's going to take care of that. He, now he's saying from what I'm hearing from prophets that Trump is going to be in there. But again, he is my source and he's where I find all of my joy. And I, yeah. I think that is really important. Yeah. I heard a really wise pastor say one time that any situation that has no hope is rooted in a lie. Because of our current, our current company, I'll, I'll, I'll pass credit to Bill Johnson. Otherwise I might just, <laughs> you know, you say something enough times. It's like you thought of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think through all of this, uh, uh, I think the Lord is building our faith more than ever before and our trust in him. And really it does come down to, will we believe what God is saying and will we trust him no matter what? What happens on, uh, you know, on the 20th? What happens? We have no idea. Are we gonna stand strong when things maybe don't go our way? To me, I'm gonna stand strong because it's not over. Yes. It is not over by any means. So I do I want a spectacular thing to happen for the 20th? Yes, we do. <laughs> but I have to prepare my heart that like you, I'm not going to trust on a man. Yeah. I'm going to trust in God. He knows what he's doing. And we all know that this is not just about a man now. Yes, exactly. It's about our exactly. nation being free. And, and because of that, we have other nations that are depending on us. Yeah. We have people, especially in the Asian world, all over Middle East, they are praying for the United States because they know 
they know. They do. You know, we have some um, some friends on here that lived in Singapore and they contacted us. Now they've moved to the United States, but they contacted us um, like back in, I don't know, October. And they said, Singapore is praying for the United States. There are huge groups of people in Singapore that, that are try praying. Trump rallies in yeah. Singapore and, and Taiwan. I saw that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's so humbling to know yeah. that. And I'm so thankful, you yeah. know, for these other countries that that are praying for us. Yeah. Me too. It's amazing. Let's go back a little bit. Um, let's just talk a, a little bit about a kind of, you know, if you look at America right now and the landscape, and we talked about earlier kind of the silent majority where Christian conservatives have kind of stepped out of uh, the seven mountains, you know, of influence, whether it be media or education, and we kind of allowed the liberal agenda to take over in those areas. What are um, your ideas of how we can um, be impactful with constitutional loving Christians in the areas of influence that God has placed them in? Well, uh, the good thing is that um, we are beginning to see because of Johnny Enlow, um, Mr. Wright years ago, who brought out the seven mountains um, and, and of course Lance, they have been all just pushing the seven mountains of influence. Uh, and I think that a good thing is that we're starting to see a real change and that people are stepping into that, that the church is taking an, beginning to take an active role in uh, business. Uh, Cheon, the pastor of uh, Rock Church in Pasadena, he is very much into the mountain of business, although he is a pastor, but he really promotes that. And so it's good to see that there are Christians that are really beginning to step in to the seven mountains. You know, in the 70s, when Bill and I got married, I remember we discussed uh, the night he proposed to me on our, on our drive back to my apartment. Um, he said, we talked about this. Do we want to bring children into this world right now? Because the 70s, there was, you know, stuff going on. Sure. And um, we just talked about that for a little bit. Is it really worth having kids bring them into this messed up world? And then we realized, Yes, it is Yeah, um, because uh, we want our kids to change the world and they are changing the world. But the point is, is that we had to come to realize that we have to give to this world to make it better mm-hmm. and that we would do that as becoming parents and raising our children godly. And I think, and, but there was a attitude like, let's just chuck it all and forget it. Let's don't get involved in anything. There were even people checking out of social security, you know, the whole deal. Wow. And uh, um, we just can't do that. And it's good that if anything else this has done is this has awakened so many more people that they have to get involved. We need to get involved because God is not done with the America. He is not done with us and we are here for a reason and we are here for freedom, not for socialism. Man, man, that's so good. If you're I'm here, give me a high five. <laughs> it's so true. I feel like William Wallace right now. I know. That is <laughs> you know, but, but we are, you know, I mean, and, and what an exciting thrill to get to partner with the creator of all that there is mm-hmm. with what he says is possible for this world for yeah. this earth and to, and to participate in that. Yeah. What, a, what, a, what a, what a blessing. He thought enough of us to, to put us in this place of the timeline, yes, you know, this exactly. isn't 1500 or no. 1100 or 500 or, you know, any of these things. I mean, 
I don't know. I just think that there's, there's, there's something to that. It's an honor that, that he thought highly enough of us to say, Hey, I need these guys there. Yeah. And don't you feel, I've felt this. I don't know if you have, but I felt like the church has been on in a test. Yes. That's put us in a testing time and all of us are not getting away from this test, but he is looking and he is watching the church right now, the ecclesia. And will we stand up? Will be, we be accountable and be responsible for what God is wanting to do in the United States, bring back our freedom. So that man, I totally agree. We feel the same way. You know, one thing that I think really all, all four years of Trump, people are much more engaged, mm -hmm. you know, on, on every extreme politically yeah. and understanding, you know, more going back and, and referencing constitution and so forth. But, mm -hmm. but 2020 with the pandemic, they started realizing like, Oh, it's not all about one dude. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's different if you live in Michigan, you can't buy grass seed or you live in California and it has its own situation than if you live in Missouri or South Dakota or yeah. maybe, you know, uh, Texas, you know. Governors like, and mayors have a lot of power. My governor, my the people on my city council, that makes a big difference if you live in Minneapolis and, you know, you can't get a permit to clean up your burned down business until you pay next year's property tax. You know, it's like, yes. that's, a, that's a messed up yeah. kind of thing, you know, and people like, I, I thought it was all about Trump. And so, you know, I, so more people are getting engaged. I was so encouraged by Sean Foyt, um, you know, in, putting his foot in, mm -hmm. in the ring. He was yeah. in Kansas City and did a worship night and we mm -hmm. went there. And I just yeah. think there's a Powerful. lot, there's people that maybe we wouldn't have expected to be political activists mm -hmm. or engaged for one reason or another. Now, do you see that as well? Yeah. Yeah. You know, with Sean, he actually ran for office here in California. Yeah. He didn't make it. But what it did is it sparked something in him. And he said, I have to do something. What can I do, God? Well, you know, if you knew Sean in the past, you know that he traveled all over the world and did what he's doing in the United States, but really never did anything in the United States. Wow. Mm. And so because of a lockdown, he could go all through the United States. And, and I tell you, there's been, I mean, he has been really persecuted and um, scary stuff. And, but God has protected him and he's doing what he is passionate about. And it just brought those two things, the worship and who thought that worship and politics could intermingle. Wow. He does a beautiful job. He does. I, it's, it's a King David kind of warrior thing. Yeah. You know, uh, mm -hmm. it, they, they do blend better than mm -hmm. we've allowed them to blend. Mm -hmm. You know, true. I mean, sometimes when we've been in a funk, it's like, man, I'm going to, I don't even have an answer for this. I'm going to play some music and we're just going to do the next right thing. And that music starts to shift, you know, it's, it, there's a, there's a, so to have that, that both erupting from one man is a powerful thing. I have a t-shirt that says worship is my weapon. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yes, it's true. That's very true. Things do shift when we worship because that, because you take your eyes off what you see here, put them on God and things shift then for yeah. sure. Exactly. So talking about that, you know, let's say that we have people on here today, because I know that there's people listening from everywhere. They have all different kinds of backgrounds. Maybe they've been praying for their business, especially with, you know, the situation with pandemic and things closed down, or maybe they are single and they really want to get married, um, or they're believing for a child and still, you know, haven't had that. Uh, what would be your recommendation for them when they're believing for something, but they're not seeing a breakthrough in that area, maybe politics or, you know, Trump or whatever, what would be your advice? Well, um, I think everybody and their uncle has received prophetic words. And if you haven't have somebody prophesy over you and get one, um, because you live on that, 
There mm-hmm. are days when you feel like I just can't, I just don't want to do this. I'm giving up. And you have to pull on those words and you have to not just pray them. There's a, there's a petitioning and then there's a declaring and petitioning is asking God over and over again. And then you make this shift and you start declaring, wait a minute, I'm taking my prophetic word and I am declaring it. And my husband is really good at this. He has an iPad that has a file full of prophetic words and, and he's home all the time now. So I'm constantly hearing him listening to those prophetic words over and over and over again. And we have got to have the prophetic word in our life. If you don't have it, you've got the word of God. That's your most powerful tool. And you have to stay strong. And if people are waiting for something, may I just say this? Stop asking God and start declaring it. Mm. That is great. Another high five moment. Yeah, you're all high five you instead. <laughs> that is that's a good high five myself. Homeschool home high five. There's a place where we have to stop petitioning and saying, wait a minute, I'm making a shift and I'm going to start declaring what God has said in my life. Well, it, it, it's, it's kind of like having an, maybe a, you know, a ticket to an event that has your seat on it, you know, and I think spiritually, so many people, they show up at the event and there's somebody in their seat and they're like, oh, well, I I guess, I guess it wasn't meant, I guess it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't God's will. And they just kind of put that ticket back in their pocket and they just go home and like, Hey, how was the concert? Uh, it didn't really work out. What in God's plan? It's like, uh, you know, I got this ticket that says, this is, this is mine, Yeah. you know? And, 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 you know, some of these things, the, you know, the, the That's marriage, the marriage or the business, or it might, it, it, it might be a while, but man, if God's given you a word, even if you think it might be yeah. from God, it, it's worth holding on to mm-hmm. and yes. fighting for and not letting go. Yeah. We got it especially nowadays we have to stay strong we have to stay strong i have a couple um threads on my phone you know friend friends thread that we text each other and we're constantly encouraging each other you know we'll have days where we're like yeah i'm not feeling so you know just and we're just constantly saying hang in there hang in there remember what god has said remember what the prophets are saying and let's believe together and let's declare together um yeah i i I think it's really important that we have community around us to support us. Yes. Let me ask you this question this way. Um, people end up in kind of one of two camps. They have, you know, the, 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 the this is what I see on you so much. Anytime I even hear you say one word, this comes to me that this, this piece of it passes all understanding this, that like the Jesus had on the boat in the storm, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not in denial of the storm, but it's, it's peace in spite of it that the disciples didn't see what he saw, you know, they didn't have to carry that same thing. So having that not being, not ignoring the reality of life's challenges, life's real, you know, it's not Nerf bullets out there. It's, mm-hmm. it's a real deal. So that's true, but there's a higher truth of peace that's carried on, on the inside. Then there's this other camp that might say, um, I'm believing for this. I'm holding it. I have faith that God has this for me this breakthrough in my marriage, this in an election or this, whatever the backdrop is like, you have faith for it, but it gets painful to hold it when you don't have the faith to carry it to fruition, to be able to carry that, 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 that dream all the way through its entire gestation to delivery. And, and, and they set that down because it's like, and you hear this phrase sometimes on the, on the elections, you know, it just, it got too frustrating to hold on. I got, I, I don't, it's too painful. It's too painful. I'm going to let go of it. Just tell me when it all works out. And they sort of miss out on 
being engaged on what with God. God is doing something great in this world every day, not just on the elections. He's every marriage that's saved, every child that's saved, every you know, uh, uh, each a, a, day that's created, every abortion that was turned around, every these are so many miracles. And so when when they set it down prematurely, they missed the opportunity. And so how do you carry that piece? Yeah. But then, but then not walk away. Can I just say that possibly when we get to that place of giving up, we we our focus is in the wrong place, mm. and uh, we have to keep our focus. That's why I don't watch the news. Um, I'll get little tidbits of stuff. Um, every once in a while, I'll watch War Room. Um, but basically, I have to stay focused on what God is doing, what God is saying. Because if I don't, then I start uh, teetering. And mm-hmm. I can't afford to do that. And, and that I'm not just talking about political stuff. I'm talking about all life matters. We can't afford. We don't have the time to mess around with the doubts and the fears. We have to stay strong. We have to keep our faith strong. And that's the word of God. That's a prophetic word. I have, you know, I've been a Christian since I was four years old. And um, I, I feel like I have a deep well with God. And I pull from that all the time. And through all of life's stresses, all of life's trials, I have learned that God is always faithful. It's painful but he is always faithful. And so I've just learned over and over and over again. So, so people that are wondering and want to give up and don't, haven't seen this and stuff, you're going, they're going through a test. Like I said earlier, we're all in this test together. Mm -hmm. They're going through a test. Will we stand in the test? Will we stand in the test? You know, you're hearing nowadays a lot that we're at the Red Sea moment and we've got these bad guys on our tails yes and what are we going to do we're going to hop into the water before the red sea parts (laughs) you know it's like man it's challenging but we have to stay strong and we have to you know the people look to moses for guidance they look to their their leader and uh, not that we depend on a man but there are many godly leaders out there right now that we need to be listening to that's good i've heard you say you know hold the peace I saw that on one of your Instagrams. I thought that is so good. Hold the line, hold the peace. Yeah, exactly. So we have to do, and we need to do whatever we, we can do to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Would you, you say some of that? If you have to stop listening to negative feeds, you have to stop li- li- uh, negative friendships, yeah. um, whatever you have to do. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> explain on that a little bit, because Sometimes they say, well, it's easy for you, you know, uh, you know, everybody has an excuse for something like you don't work where I work, you know, you're not married to who I'm married to. You're not, well, if I was married to Bill Johnson, I'd be positive too. You know, he just, you know, uh, you get negative, he just give you a book, you know, or something. Um, how, how do people walk, walk through that day without getting slimed? And if they do get slimed, what's advice you have for them, how to, how to get that off and to not to detect quickly when they get heavy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I tell you what, you mentioned it earlier. Worship is our, is one of our greatest tools in warfare. And um, if you have warfare going on in your life, put the music on. There are times where I get up in the middle of the night, can't sleep. I'll come downstairs and I'll put my, I turn my phone on the scriptures and I'll just lay in my recliner with the scriptures audio out loud reading to me. And it puts me back to sleep. 
even though I'm sleeping, I'm still getting that beautiful word of God in my heart and in my spirit. And um, we all have our stuff. I mean, just because I'm married to Bill Johnson and, you know, we pastor 11,000 people, oh my gosh. There are a few problems, let's just say. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> there, there are a few stresses, uh, you know, and um, we've got our stuff too, but we have learned through practicing the presence. There used to be, a, I think there's a book written about that, practicing the presence of God. And every day we can't give up. We don't, like I said earlier, we, we don't can't afford to get easy these days to step back. And, and I think the beautiful thing about this, and I think I mentioned this earlier, is that through all of this, there, there are people in the body of Christ that have sat in pews every Sunday for most of their life, but now they're actively having to live it out. And, mm. um, and we're actively living and, and walking through a trial of all trials in, in our world. And God is saying, what will you do with it? How will you manage this? Will you give up? Or will you trust me? Will you give up? Or will you trust me? And it really does come down to that. And everybody's a participant now. Yes. You know, it's, this isn't, you're not, you're not at the football stadium watching the game. Everybody's got a uniform now. <laughs> We're all players. Yep. Everybody's got a helmet. You know, yeah. it, it's no longer, church is not about watching, watching someone. It's, it's churches keeping your mind right when you're at work with somebody who goes crazy on you or calls you a name or really hurts you or offends you, you know, yeah. but then not operating in offense, something can get on you, but not in you, yeah. you know, and we all you have, it out. yeah, we all have our place in this too. Mm. We're all not going to be doing the same stuff. Um, we're like this one big piece of puzzle, this big puzzle, and we all have a piece to it. And um, we all need each other to play and put down our piece of the puzzle. So it will be this beautiful thing. I don't, you probably know this, but I've been putting puzzles together before Christmas. I, I love puzzles she's a, too. I'm a puzzle she's person. A, I can't she, stop. She can walk away from I can't them. either. I'll be like, babe, I'm going to bed. And she's like, hang on, just one more. And she'll sit down I and find one more. You don't want to lose I that one piece. For a, I didn't do it for a week. I'm giving myself a break. But a friend sent me this beautiful puzzle that I have to put together. So I don't know when I'm going to start it. But we are, we're, we're all, we all have our place. And the thing is, is we need to stop judging each other because I'm doing it this way. He's doing it this way. She's doing it this way. We're all a part of the process and we need to just honor each other. Man, that's yes. so true. I felt like during my quiet time, um, I'd say probably like in January, February, I wrote it in my journal, but that God was saying, uh, specifically during this time that, and it's always this way, but specifically during this time that every person in the body of Christ is very significant during this time. I think mm. a lot of times you look yeah. to a pastor as, oh, he's more significant than I am. I felt like he was saying just like a body, you know, every part of the body is important, you know, all the organs and the ears and the, everything is important and that we are all needed during this time. And as you were talking earlier about, um, you know, playing on the field, I, I just kept thinking about a boat. You know, we all have oars. We're all in a boat. You can't just sit there and think, oh, I'm going to let other people row. No, yeah. we all have an oar and it's our job, every one of us to row. Now our jobs might look differently than others. Maybe for some it's praying and for others, it's, you know, starting a podcast and for, you know, who knows, but each person, whatever they're doing is very significant. Mm -hmm. um, well, when you, when you finish a puzzle, there's not one piece you'd be okay not finding at the end. Right. You know, you get done and you're like, 
where's that? You're looking under That's the carpet. That's a terrible or, feeling. Did one of the dogs get it? You know, you'd be going, you'd be, you'd be in the yard going through their poop trying to find that piece if you had to. You know, you're like, I'm, you, you want, you want every piece. Every one is important. Yeah, amen. That's right. So true. I love it. Yeah. Well, there's a beautiful graphic for us. When, yeah. uh, the, the poop. Yes, we had Benny Johnson on here, and I said poop. All right. <laughs> Keeping it real. Yeah. All right. Okay, so the idea of, um, you know, kind of being a persecuted Christian, I would have never thought that could happen in the United States, but we are somewhat seeing that today in our country. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you were talking about a sermon that Bill, Bill did, Benny's husband, where he talked about the meaning of uh, the word favor. And in that sermon, he said, sometimes favor may look like a teenage pregnancy, you know, that produced the savior of the world. But you think about Mary when that happened and how other people looked at her and God called it favor, you know, but in your life, have you experienced a level of favor that might appear less than favorable at the time? And if you did, you know, what do you do with that? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Um, you know, it's really interesting. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with my personality and I, I seem to have a quiet spirit. I tell people I'm, uh, I have a split personality. I'm just joking, but my dad is really quiet and my mom is really strong and loud. And um, I have both of those in me. And when I have people tell me that I shouldn't be doing something, it gives me fuel to just keep right on doing it mm -hmm. because um, I, I know what I'm supposed to be doing and I will not stop. And um, there's been a lot of people in our lives that have wanted to put us on the back shelf. When we renewal broke out in at Bethel, um, and things crazy things were happening, um, but people were getting healed and set free. Um, we, you know, we lost a lot of our people because they didn't understand. And uh, but but we were firm and we knew because we watched people be completely transformed and set free in, you know, I remember watching this one couple get prayed for and the Holy spirit hit them and they went down on the floor and the power of the Holy spirit and their marriage was a mess. When they came up, they were absolutely in love with each other. Wow. <laughs> well, that's the kind of stuff that we saw. So that that's like when you see, and you have a history with God, you see what he's done. You see his faithfulness. Um, it, it gives you a, a strength, no matter what the favor is, that may look like, you know, an unwanted pregnancy with the savior of the world. Um, you still go after it. You, you still uh, believe in what you are doing. And because you have a history with the Lord, you know, hey, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. It's okay. If, if, if Jesus went through what he went through, I, I think we're going to be okay right now. You know? Man. Yeah. I, wow. I love the way you stated that because you can't, you can't deny an encounter. Like I can read a book and you tell a story and I'm like, okay, I believe that's true. I believe Benny and I might share that story. But when I know a truth and I experienced it, I can now no longer ever, you know, deny that, mm -hmm. you know, that's probably the greatest testament to the gospels being true. You know, mm -hmm. people don't, don't, don't die as martyrs for a lie or a good idea. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they really believe. So, but you, you walk these out in a fearless way. Mm -hmm. The things that you know are true, you not only hold on to them, but you're, 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 you're willing to poke the bear with them. 
and have a great conversation and still stay in love mm-hmm. and not be, you know, you can, you can be truthful. It doesn't mean that you're unkind just because somebody might be offended. Yeah. Yeah. You just, how do you manage that tension? You, um, well, you know, I, I do have to be honest with you. I have blocked, had to block a lot of people um, because I don't, I won't allow people to shame me um, and just be downright rude, you know, and they're, there are trolls and everywhere. Sure. But if people have an honest question and really want to know, I'm okay with just dialoguing with them and showing them love. Um, I am cautious. Um, I had one young girl once. We had a private DM, and you know she, uh, and we had a nice little conversation, and then she took it all and put it out publicly, so everybody could see. And it was really, you know, like disappointing. Um, that somebody would stoop that low to be that inconsiderate. So I am cautious nowadays, and I want to use discernment and wisdom as well. But um, I, I'm hoping I have discernment on those that are really sincere and and uh, want to dialogue and want to discuss what's going on. But so far, I've only found just really disgusting people, unfortunately. And um, and I'm okay to push. You know, I posted one night my. My index finger is getting a lot of exercise today. Put <laughs> <laughs> some icy hot on your finger, you know. Yeah. <laughs> keep that, keep well, the, the attacks are always usually on your identity. So, you know, woe to somebody who becomes famous without working out their identity first. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, definitely. You know, so being engaged in this battle, you better, you'd better, no, you better you know are. you're not a racist. Yeah. Yeah. Or where you at? Because you, if you get called that, and you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe you know. You better work out who you are and what you're about yeah. before. I've got that private history with the Lord of years of knowing and being with Him, so I know who I am, mm-hmm. and I I do I am very confident, um, and I wasn't always like that. I was very insecure when I was younger, but I've learned through the trials and testing, and I know who I am, and I think that helps a lot. And I've never been a type of person to lean into fear. I don't feel like I've been a fearful person. And, um, you know, going through our daughter almost dying and Bill being violently sick and me going through cancer and all of this stuff that I don't, I never ever picked up that fear. And so I'm really blessed to not have that slant because I know a lot of people really struggle with that. And, um, but, I just have been blessed to just be really strong and to know who my God is. If somebody's listening Man, today and they don't really know who they are um, or they do struggle with fear, what would be your recommendation? What could that person do? Well, I think the biggest deal is you have to go always to the root of why am I acting this way? Why am I feeling like this? And go back. I had a friend said, if you lose your peace, go back to where you lost it and find mm-hmm. it again. So, you, so if I, if I, I don't get fearful, but sometimes I get anxious and I'll like, okay, why am I feeling this way? When did it start? And I try to go back and find out, oh, that's what happened. Okay, Lord, I just relinquish that to you in Jesus name. And I ask for just that peace to just come again and, uh, and the anxiousness leaves. So I think it's the, the key is really finding the root of why you're acting the way you're doing it. And, mm-hmm. and go, if you need to go to a counselor to find that out, great. Um, but just get back to the place where 
you have that peace again, you're not anxious, you're not striving. Striving is a big deal. And, and, and or you're carrying the weight of the world. As a prayer person, um, we have a tendency to carry the weight of the world like, oh no, if I don't pray, the president's not gonna become president, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. We have to let that go because Jesus died on the cross and took all of that with him to the cross. And we just pray, commune with God, and trust him that he will take care of it and then let it go and don't carry it. Don't I get carry the impression, it. I get the impression from you that you really believe that God is good. I mm -hmm. really do. I mean, that's easy <laughs> to say, but you know, I, I don't deal as much with the world or hold them accountable for you know what they know or or don't know, but you know, um this is a very revealing time, I think, in the Christian community with mm -hmm. church leaders and different things. And um, the, the, the kind of lens I look at is like, you know, how good is your God? Mm -hmm. yeah. And some of these people, I think, man, I, I'm not sure, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah. I, I, when I talk to you, it's like, man, if I didn't know him, I would want to know who, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's, that makes me feel good. I'm like, I know, well, what does um, she know? I don't know. I want more of that. Yeah, what yeah. is it? My husband said that the next big issue in the body of Christ is the goodness of God. He says, and I hope we can settle that behind closed doors because there is a, there, there are two parts of the body. There's a part that really doesn't think that he is a good God. And then that there is a, there is a part that thinks he is a good God. And we have to help people realize that he is a good God, no matter what happens. And I have friends that have lost their children and they still, and their husbands, and they still come up in the midst of it all saying, God is good because they have learned something. And so I think that that's something, uh, once again, we come back to, we're on, we're in a test. Mm -hmm. We're in a test. And if we lean in, you know, there's a surrender to God that is a surrender that's so deep inside of you. And it's so humbling. And it transforms you when you get to that place of just saying, I quit. I surrender to you, God. And when you do that, God comes in like a flood and just envelops you with peace and his goodness. Wow. Man. And see, I, I think because of what you just said, it's impossible to keep your Christianity locked up on Sundays and not take it to the ballot mm -hmm. box or to not take it to work. You know, people are okay with, okay, he's, you know, Chick-fil-A, they got a Jesus thing going, but I really like the nuggets and the sauce. You know, it's like, they're okay with like, you can bring it into the business if you need to, you know, um, but when you carry what you just described, you don't want to leave it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and to, to carry that into every situation, again, that becomes the lens of changing each environment into the reflection of that kind of goodness. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's your kingdom come, your will be done. Yeah. It's bringing heaven to earth. That's exactly right. That's great. So, you know, Benny, what are your parting thoughts? Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to share? Or, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts as we close up here today? Well, um, considering everything that's happening right now, I just want to encourage people to stay strong no matter what, no matter what happens in the next three days, mm. because it's not over. And, uh, uh, and God is God, no matter what. No matter who comes in as presidency, which I believe is President Trump, it may not be on the 20th, I'm just saying, 
but um, no matter what, God is still God. And, and I, you know, yesterday I, I was uh, searching through my Instagram and there was a video there of Lou Engel, who is the father of prayer, specifically <laughs> for the whole abortion issue. And yeah. I came across it and I looked at it and I pointed to his face and I said, God, because of this man, hear this man and hear his prayers. And I believe that God is faithful because of the sacrifice that Lou has given. Mm -hmm. I just want to encourage people, stay the course, listen to the prophets, read your Bible, mm. read your Bible, read the Psalms right now. The Psalms are alive right now for this time and just stay strong. Hold the line, people. Hold the line. Hold your peace. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite parts of, of doing this podcast and having interesting conversations with really interesting people is, is our, our rapid fire round and, and asking some questions. So we're going to get to the rapid fire round in one second, but I want to just show Benny's books one more time. Yes. And then um, where to find them as and well. Where to find them. So, a, and, and again, we're, we'll fill in the, uh, the comments of both this mm -hmm. and the YouTube and then the, the podcast version with, with links to, to maybe even some of the speakers that she's referenced, some that she's talked to us um, off camera about that have been influential or, 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 or um, kind of staples for her right now. We'll put links to some of their ministries and some of their talks. Uh, you mentioned Dutch Sheets and some others. So we'll we'll put links to be able to find them in the notes section oh, of, this, right. of this YouTube. So I don't have this book and I'm going to actually get it because um, I didn't know she had it. It's called Healthy and Free. That is a book. And there's also- I mean, a What a no-brainer. Who wants, I know. To, you know, who wants to be healthy? It's like, well, I guess See? so. You know, who wants to be free? Well, See? I guess not wrong with that. You know, what a great title. Exactly. And Everybody she, should have that. One. She has a devotional that goes um, along with it that says 40 days to wholeness. It's called 40 days to wholeness. And then she has the power of communion. Um, and again, highly recommend it. And did you say you have a devotional that's coming out for this one? Yes, Benny? it will be coming out. I don't know the exact date, but it's done. It's just at the publishers. So, okay. That would be great. It, it's impacted my wife, man. She's you know, I have a hundred jokes and she's just funny. She's just so far out there, but you know, we'll be in a tough situation and we'll be somewhere. And she's like, let's just do communion. She opens her purse and she has the little, <laughs> the little right there. She goes, she goes, I only got five here. We'll share on this one. And, uh, and I'm like, who, who carries communion in their purse on a Tuesday afternoon? Read this book. You will. <laughs> and then uh, the happy intercessor. And then there is a, a devotional that goes along with that called the joy of intercession. And you can get these on shop.bethel.com, shop.bethel.com, or also go to Instagram at shopbethel. And then you can follow Benny Johnson on Instagram by just Benny Johnson is what it's under there. So um, exciting. Definitely want to get these books. They are excellent. Outstanding. All right. Ready and, for and you men fire? out there, you men out there, you could use a little happy intercessor in your life too. So. <laughs> What did you, what was the title you said? Yeah, what was your subtitle? <laughs> I was like how to how to kick butt and take names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, it's all about how to live a victorious life and how to how to operate victoriously uh, and, and enjoy in the things that are unseen and yes. and uh, it, it's, it's fantastic. It's full of stories that are really interesting. Yes, for sure. You should be a you should be a reality show. Some uh, of the stuff that you've done and have been through, you would fun. be more interesting than anything else out there. So. <laughs> Uh, one more note on a side note, when we were leading uh, a Love After Marriage uh, course out, out there, um, we brought in your mom and dad to, to oh, speak yeah. to everybody and pray a blessing uh, over everybody. And man, we, kept, so we built a little relationship with them. And then at wherever we saw them, we were there. And I mean, they're serious, like, you know, hashtag marriage goals, man. 
they were a big inspiration. Yeah. They're one of my highlights truly of, of uh, the three years we spent in Reading. It was, oh, was meeting them and they just are awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, all right. Ready? Ready? Okay. All right. One, on a lot of your handles and, and things on social media, you use the term pray for five. What in the world is pray for five? Pray for five is pray for the government of God. Because mm. the number five is government. And um, pray for five. And the Lord gave me that years ago, and we 25 years ago for my handle. And, uh, and that's what I've done. He said, I, I, I want you to pray for the government. Little did I know that it would evolve into something like this. Wow. <laughs> wow, that is powerful. Okay, next one. What is your favorite Bill Johnson book? Oh, Dreaming with God, probably. Yeah, I love that book. I, when I finished that book, I was like, oh, I want to read that one again. I was sad to end it. So, yeah. All right. If someone, if someone came into your home and just turned on the TV, what channel would it most likely be on? It would either be on a hunting show or Andy Griffith. Oh, I love <laughs> Andy Griffith. Hunting for Bill and Andy Griffith for me. Oh, that's great. Uh, what are the top three most recommended vitamins or supplements? Oh, goodness. Well, uh, Vitamin Company, Ancient Nutrition, Dr. X. And of course, we're taking zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C. Um, I think, man, I just, oh, this is hard. This is a hard one. Magnesium and vitamin D okay. are really, really important. Magnesium at night, 400 milligrams and um, vitamin D because most of us are very deficient. We're doing it right. We're probably taking three or four different kinds of vitamin C's. I think we're around 10,000 milligrams a day. Oh, on this. It's, I'm doing, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Keeps the doctor away. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who is your favorite pastor? Um, my husband. <laughs> good answer. I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, what are the top, what are your top three favorite presidents of oh. all time? And it can't include Trump because he's still in. Dang, it can't include <laughs> Trump. <laughs> well, Reagan, it's when I got to vote. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, well, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. Your stock is rising, sister. <laughs> my, my Doberman's named Reagan. Oh, that's awesome. He's he's the bomb. And last right. one. What's the best advice that you've ever received? Laugh. Mm. Laugh a lot. Mm. Yeah. Good advice. Well, we've done that today and we laughed hard before this even started, just off camera, just talking with you. So yeah, that is great. And so much fun. Thank you, Benny, so much uh, for sharing your wisdom. Um, just also what you've gathered and all the time that you've spent with God, you know, this wisdom that is not from earth, it is heavenly wisdom. Um, we just thank you for that today. And I think even more than we'll even notice in the natural kind of what we're noticing in the supernatural as well. So we really appreciate that. Appreciate the time for today. Thank you for being strong. Thank you for having a spine. Thank, thank you for being, for being somebody that people could look to and say, mm -hmm. okay, all right, she's believing. I may not believe as strong as she believes, but I believe she believes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to maybe draft right. off of you in certain times. So thank you for being that in, in the Christian community. And bless you guys too, for holding the line and staying strong and and uh, doing what you're doing to just bless people and love on people. I really appreciate that too. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you.
And thank you to our audience for joining us today. Um, we just bless you. We bless you to know that God is good. Yes. That he has great plans for you, for your, for our country, um, that the future is brighter than the past and that you can hold on to hope for that. So thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacy Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Yeah.